We've been on this journey through Advent. This is our third Sunday. If you're visiting with us, I really, really, really need you to know that when you walk through these doors today, I know how odd it can feel walking into a new place. But when you walked in the doors, you didn't just become our guests, you became our family. And what I can promise you about everybody in this room is that's exactly what they need. And everyone, and I mean with a capital E, everyone belongs in this place. And we want you to know that, and we thank you for being with us. Thank you. So we're unwrapping Christmas joy today. That's our pink candle on our beautiful Advent wreath that Laurel and B did. Joy. What do you think of when I say the word joy? And leading up to why Jeff had me sing this song, I want to read scripture. And if you'll stand with me, we're going to read from Luke 1, starting at verse 46. This is probably one of my favorite parts of the Christmas story. Mary said, this is Mary, with all my heart, I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God, my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored because the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. That will preach right there alone. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. Y'all see what y'all did? You helped the hungry today. He has come to the aid of a servant of Israel remembering his mercy. Just as he promised for our ancestors to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Go get him. I love the scripture too. It's probably one of my favorite uh, Christmas time uh, scriptures. Uh, we call it the Magnificat, which is a big Latin word that means magnify. Or sometimes we refer to it as Mary's song, because this is Mary talking. She is expressing her her awe, her excitement, her joy for realizing what God has done for her. God has chosen her to carry the Savior into the world. That's a big responsibility. He has chosen a lowly servant to do one of the most important things that's ever going to happen in the history of the world. She's she's proclaiming God's greatness, rejoicing in God's uh, glory, and honoring God for what God has chosen her to do. But you know what else I love? I love that song that I asked Dee Dee to sing this morning. Um, I love that song because to me that expresses uh, the feelings, the same awe, the same excitement, the same joy that someone who might have met Mary at that time would say to her. The questions they would ask her, did you know that this was what was going to happen? Or maybe it's the same awe and excitement and joy of a new believer or someone who's only just coming to their belief and understanding of who Christ is that they would want to ask Mary. They would want to say, This is an amazing thing. Did you know what was happening? 
But I don't know if you know, but there's, there's this controversy that's, that's been happening over the past three or four years, mostly on social media, or at least that's where I see it. I don't go to social media too much because it winds me up. I'm mostly there just to see uh, Lynn's really funny animal videos. Um, but, uh, but once in a while, something I see something and it kind of winds me up. And, and I'm friends with a lot of uh, seminary students or recent seminary students or pastors on Facebook and in real life, too. Um, and so I, I see a lot of these uh, comments that people have. Sometimes as a recovering seminary student, I know sometimes we tend to overthink things sometimes. But, but there's this controversy of people who are saying you can't, or implying at least, that you can't know this scripture, Mary's song, the Magnificat, and love this song, Mary, Did You Know? Because you wouldn't ask these questions, Mary, did you know, if you read this scripture? Because clearly, Mary knew. But, um, yeah, and so the scorn of that, of that idea is usually posted in something like, Mary, did you know, duh. Yes, Mary knew. And in parentheses, it doesn't say this most of the time, but dummy. Or, um, have you not read the Bible? Have you not read Luke 1? Read it. Mary knew. Stop asking. So clearly Mary knew what's happening. After all, Mary was a virgin. She's having a baby. If anyone knew there was a miracle happening here, it was Mary. And we also have it in her own words there in in the scripture. But sometimes knowing something here in our heads, we've read it in the scripture, and knowing something here in our hearts are two completely different things. I'm not saying that studying Scripture and knowing Scripture and knowing why we believe what we believe isn't important. It's very important. Uh, Otherwise, it's hollow and, and we can be led the wrong direction. But sometimes when we start to think we have all the answers, when we've studied it and studied it and studied it, and we know exactly what that means, we lose the opportunity to learn something new. If we don't keep asking those questions, we miss the joy in finding new answers. Every day we encounter new situations, or we encounter situations that we feel like we've experienced over and over and over. Sometimes it feels like we've seen it all, doesn't it? Sometimes it feels like it's really hard to surprise us. We've been there, we've done that, we've been through it all, we've, we know it's gonna happen. Yeah, that politician, pick your side of the aisle, lied to us again. Big surprise. Of course that toy I bought my kid or myself broke after two days. That's the way things, they just don't make things like they used to, do they? Oh, another man in power just got busted for some sort of corruption. What'd you expect? Another Hallmark Christmas movie? No surprises there. Couple meets, couple falls in love, couple has disagreement, couple breaks up, couple gets back together, lives happily ever after. Stop it. Every single time. No surprises. But there's a danger in moving through life thinking we already know it all. There's, we become jaded to what life has to offer. And I think that's especially can be the danger this time of year. We know this story. We know this story of Jesus' birth. We've been doing this story forever, since the day we were born. Even if you weren't a Christian, 
you know this story. You've heard this story. You know the scriptures. So why ask if Mary knows what's happening? Why ask about the shepherd's jubilee? Why wonder were the magi really kings? Were they wise men? Why ask these questions? Because if we don't approach every Christmas with the belief that we have the opportunity to learn something new or to experience something new, then we're going to miss the opportunity to experience Christ in a whole new way. Every year, Christ is born over again. And that's our opportunity to be born over again in meeting Christ in a new way. We have to put aside what we think we know sometimes and just live in the feeling the Holy Spirit move through our hearts and show us Christ in a new way. I like to believe that if someone from Mary's time, either when she's holding that baby or later in Jesus' life or when she's still got uh, Jesus in her belly, were to meet her, or, or if a new Christian, someone you know who's just coming to their faith and learning who Christ is, were had the opportunity to meet Mary and ask her a question. Or if you have the opportunity, or if I had the opportunity to meet Mary. I like to think that if any one of those three people met Mary and said, Mary, did you know what was happening? I like to believe that Mary wouldn't have said, yeah, I knew, dummy. Haven't you read the Bible? Read Luke 1. I like to think that Mary would say, yeah, I knew. Isn't it amazing what God can do through a lowly servant like me? And that she would show the joy she felt then just like she would now. I also think that when we look at Mary's song and see what she, the joy that she was expressing, in some ways it's amazing that she even could find a way to express joy. Here was a woman, a girl, who uh, was a part of a family that was not wealthy. They didn't have the money to provide expensive food and clothing. She was an a nobody, a peasant girl from a small town. Her friends and neighbors were going to shun her because she was unmarried and pregnant. Later in Scripture, in Luke, we also learn from Simeon that she knows, she finds out that at some point she's going to have to endure the unspeakable grief of seeing her son rejected, shamed, and crucified. What could she possibly have had to be excited about, to be joyful about? But despite all that, Mary praises God for honoring her. For many of us, we could not find the joy in that. We would be shaking our fists at God and say, why did you choose me? Sometimes our hardships can become so overwhelming. Failed relationships, money troubles, health problems. And if we're not careful, all of those things can lead to bitterness. Can, we can become jaded and bitter about what life has to offer us. And bitterness steals our joy. Bitterness takes our possibility to have joy away from us because we let bitterness become our focus instead of remembering where our true joy comes from. All right. So I got up today and I have to tell y'all, uh, I was not happy in wearing the sweater. Did you win? That's what I want to know. I, did I win? Yeah. No, there's one worse than mine out there. 
but, got a good chance. I but think. here's the deal. But I was joyful in why. I was joyful in why we do this. I'm joyful in why we come today. I'm joyful in why Laurel and B work so hard on decorating this room, which is beautiful, right? Because one of the biggest things that I have learned is that happiness and joy are not the same. Here's the difference. Happiness will go away. Happiness will last an instant. It will be gone. But joy, joy can last forever. Some of you, as you know, shared your wishes with us. And I want to read some with you this morning. Y'all did so good on this. But here are some of the wishes. So we asked you if you... If you are visiting with us. We ask, what is your wish for your family, for your life, for your church, and your country? Those are the four wishes we ask. Some of the responses to be more approachable, compassionate, and positive thinking. There were a lot of positive thinking. I want more ongoing gratitude. I want to be joyful. Less of me more of him. Health, peace, and joy. See, the great part about Mary is that Mary wasn't looking to the right now. Mary was looking at the big picture. Mary was looking at what this would mean, and that was not an easy thing for Mary to do, as Jeff said. She wasn't worried about what getting a car seat and a crib set up and a, what all do we have to have now? Uh, the right formula. But I can also tell you as a mom, I was pregnant this month. This was my ninth month was December. Woo, singing Oh Holy Night when you're nine months pregnant is a whole new thing. But I knew I was having a baby, but I didn't know. I promise you, I was as prepared as prepared could be. My room was set. It was beautiful. I had diapers organized. I had formula organized. I had all of it set. It was beautiful. My mother-in-law helped me make the whole thing. It was gorgeous. It was the lion and the lamb. I loved it. But nothing, and I mean nothing, prepared me for what it was going to be like when I got to hold that baby. Guys, the joy, the joy in that is something that you never, ever forget. The joy in knowing that, you know what, today feels like Friday and it's hard and it's yucky and he died, but on Sunday, it's all going to change. Because in living in our joy, we know that what it is right now doesn't have to stay this way. What it is in this moment isn't going to stay this way. Sometimes we think we have the right job. Sometimes we think we make the right amount of money. Or maybe you're the person that says, no, I need more. Because I know if I'll get to here, then I'll be joyful. My life is going to be set if I can just get right here. Once again, happiness is fleeting. Because let me tell you, you make all the money in the world and be the most miserable person walking the planet. 
every single thing in your life can be right in order and you be the most miserable person on the planet. The only way we find true joy is seeing the whole picture of a Savior that said, you know what, I love each of you, and there's not one of you I'm leaving out. I love you so much that I'm going to send my only son, and he's going to be born in a bed that smells to high heavens. It's going to stink. And it's like I said to you last week, he was born to a woman that wasn't even married. He was born to a man that wasn't even his father. He was born in a place that was nasty. We make it look pretty, but guys, it wasn't. It smelled. And he did that for you. Because the day he was born brought joy in a way that would change our lives forever. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And maybe some of you this holiday season are trying to figure that out. I want to just close with a quick story. I want to show you a picture. This is obviously my son, but next to my son is a lady named Miss Barbara Howard. But we all call her, in her direction, she directed all of us, we call her Ms. B, and that's M-I-Z. She would tell you with a capital B. My mentor uh, for many years, this is his wife. There she is. Look at her. Isn't she cute? She's so cute. Don't look at my straight hair. That took forever to do that. (laughs) But Miss Barbara, in her life, I have to tell you, this woman got her master's degree in children's ministry. She ran schools. She has done this up until the past few years. I've never seen a woman like this. She might be 105 pounds standing next to you. And in her journey in life, she's had uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. She's had diabetes. She's had a kidney transplant. And as of a week ago, she had a stroke. She's been through it. But that look right there, I love that picture because that's the look every time you see Ms. Barber, you're going to see. I've never met a person in my life so full of joy. Because she knew where her help came from. It didn't come from her. It didn't come from doctors. She knew and knows where her help comes from. This week, her husband called me and said, Didi, I need you to come to the hospital. So I went. Guys, she was on a respirator. She had had this stroke. It was bad. I literally texted several of you to say, pray. We have the best intercessory prayer team in this room. You get Bruce and you get Carla and you get Don and you get Lynn and you get Mervyn on it. It is prayed for. Carla, I go in and I see her. Girl, and I just cried. It was so sad. And I was told to get ready for what songs they wanted sung. I got in my car, y'all, and I had my Tammy Faye going on. It was running down my face. It was awful. I am in my car, and I'm like, God, I miss the joy of seeing her. So, Miss Barbara's been Owen's prayer partner since he was about six years old. 
every first day of school, every end of the year, every birthday, Christmas, Ms. Barbara wants Owen to know she's praying for him. So Clifton said, I want you to bring Owen up here to see her one last time. So the next day, Jeff and I prepare Owen and we take him up there. Guys, no lie. Woo! Not even kidding. I walk in and she's awake. Not only is she awake, but Owen walks up to her and says, Hey, Miss B, I love you. And her eyes got so big and this giant grin fell over her face. And she's got a nurse sitting there, this sweet boy, and he said, I've never in all my years of doing this seen someone do this before. As of yesterday, she's off the respirator. She is breathing on her own. She is talking. She is communicating. Let me tell you, God ain't playing. He is still the God of miracles, just like he was in that scripture. He'll do it today, too. And it doesn't look like I want it to look because I prefer her not to be on machines and in a hospital. But Ms. B knew where the joy and where her joy comes from. And what it reminded me is through this season that, you know what, what is going on around us really isn't what matters. It's wrapping that silverware. It's feeding the hungry. It's loving on one another. That's really at the end of the day. People don't get the gift they want. But if they know the joy of the Lord, then I've given them the greatest gift they can ever receive. Father, I thank you that you're our strength. You're our courage, and most of all, God, you are our joy, and a joy that will never go away. I thank you, God.